At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. 66 down and one to go in the college basketball season. And for golf fans, one day to go until Masters Week. Rolling along is Major League Baseball. This is crazy, Mike Harmon. Major League Baseball season underway on a Sunday, yet not everyone is playing. Like because of the early start to the season, there are some teams that actually have today off. See, it's then, funny. I, I am when I looked at my fantasy baseball lineup and saw the gaps. Like your natural reaction is, "Oh, you got a bug." Having done that yeah. job back in the day of what's going to be a, a big speaking point, like because nobody has ever had Sundays off. It's madness. It was looking at the schedule and breaking it down, and you're like, "Wait a second. There's 24 teams playing. There's 12 games today. Okay, so six teams have off. 
Milwaukee Brewers, one of them, three and three and zero. I may have to uh, to mention that. That's but, it. You can stop the fight right now. Three and zero. Done because of rain delays. It, it, you know, like Detroit's played one game. The, the Pirates have as well because they they started the season. But so like the even the standings are a little odd. But things will normal out. You get uh, back to normal in Major League Baseball, and of course the NBA regular season starting to wind down. But last night in San Antonio. Michigan and Villanova pick up wins in the national semifinals and will meet in the national championship game coming up tomorrow night in San Antonio. I thought it was an interesting night, Mike, considering their Loyola had a lead on Michigan right. for you know decent part of the game. Michigan started out really well, but Loyola then ends up having this a five to ten point lead, and then once Michigan turned it on and Loyola couldn't get things going. It, it was it was a pretty quick switch, and in the other game there was no switch. No. It was just all Villanova. There wasn't a lot of drama that you had in last night's game, and the final scores kind of indicate that. But even even as Loyola had a lead, it wasn't like it was a back and forth with Michigan. Once Michigan took the lead, they seemed to just motor on past that, and Villanova was in cruise control pretty much from the get go. Well, you get the twelve point victory for Michigan after a poor first half. Anybody that sat through that, that was equivalent to some of the tank jobs that we've seen across the <laughs> NBA in terms of effort and execution. 22 first-half points, eight turnovers, just a, a miserable effort for Beeline's uh, crew in the first half. But then finally it gets rolling and they're able to get their 14th straight W and and now we, we look for the date with Villanova. 18 three-point shots made you look at what they did all year long, right? 42.3% as a team from three-point range, 13 makes a game. Like, this just stood in line with, you know, check all the boxes of what Villanova had been all season long. And, and this was, again, a, another fantastic performance. Kansas, I don't, I don't know that there was any getting off the mat. If a team's yeah. going to shoot that well from three-point range, there's really not a whole lot you're going to be able to do. I mean, even if even if Villanova was somewhat off in the second half, Kansas still would have had to shoot the lights out themselves. Got to play a perfect game. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And by that point, it was all over with. This is Fox Sports Sunday. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, Villanova just reminds me of the Warriors and Rockets of the NBA. It was layups and threes for, for so long. Oh, sure. And those, those threes were falling last night. And now we've got a Wildcat and Wolverine National Championship game. Let's serve up some hot takes and sausage Oh, on yeah, let's get it. Easter morning, a happy Easter. Also an April Fool's. Beware. Ho- hopefully, yeah, there, there aren't too many jokes pulled on you today. Well, just look around the room. Uh, if you don't see the fool, you are the fool. That's great advice. Listen up, executive producer Ryan Dennis and technical producer Sam Kinsley. Morning, guys. Happy What's going Easter. On, boys? Good morning. Happy Easter to you, too. All right, so for hot takes and sausage, it's making me hungry already. Yeah, they're right. Uh, I heard you guys talking the other night on the Jason Smith show. Just if Gronk were to come to the Rams or something like that, would you know? Would is that the smartest move? But just in general, are the Rams, with all their offseason moves, Talib, Peters, Sue, are they the team to beat in not only the NFC, but... Or should they be the Super Bowl favorite? Let's serve this up. I'll take it first, as Mike and I discuss, and then Ryan, who's in the hot chair today, can pick a winner. The Rams aren't the favorites to win the Super Bowl, although their window seems to surely be 2018. 
without a draft fully taking place, free agency, sure, it helped the Rams, but it also helped a lot of teams in the middle. I think the teams on top really stayed secure, specifically the Eagles and specifically the New England Patriots. So while the Rams may have made a lot of flashing moves, I still don't know if that gap is closed. Plus, throw in the Minnesota Vikings getting the addition of Kirk Cousins, I still think that as you look at favorites in the NFC, you've got to put Minnesota just for what they have done this past season and now seem to upgrade at the quarterback position. All of those reasons are why the Rams aren't the favorites in the NFC or the NFL heading into next season. Oh, jeez. Played <laughs> off at the end. This is you where know, Dan flips the double bird as he, he walks was, to the here's side. Here's the thing. Here's, the orchestra leader knew I was winding down, and he's like, all right, guys, let's just crank it up a notch here. Still one after you anyway. Now, as we look at the the landscape of the National Football League, my, my conclusion is the same, Dan, that they're not the favorite. They are among the favorites. When you're looking at the AFC, no matter what New England loses, as long as the hoodie and Tom Brady are upright and still operating, seems like it's the, the road always comes through with New England uh, at the at the ready. But let's just go through the the way the NFC is now set up. Sure, Arizona's no good. They were eight and eight in last season, smoking mirrors. Seattle, we're not sure what they are, but they're they're enough yeah. to muddy things up. Yeah, we know they're not great. They're That's, not great, yeah. but they're they're good enough to muddy things up. And again, sure. as long as you've got a signal caller that you trust, that they're going to win a few games and make things more difficult. San Francisco right now on the buddy, betting lines is actually an equal to the Rams at twelve to one mm. in terms of Super Bowl prop bets for whatever that's worth. You go on down the line. You mentioned Minnesota. We have Philadelphia, you know, not to play homerism and give Ryan Dennis all his love, but we have to do that. You, you look at the the rest of the East, you don't know. Dallas, wow, that was quick. That was a quick hook. <laughs> I have it. Was How, what was the timing hook. on that? I don't know. I, I felt was... a little fast. I gave uh, Harmon 15 more seconds than Dan, so <laughs> sorry. It's the way the new rules. You got the time. This really changed quickly. You got the Easter bonus. I don't even. I don't think I did. Mike, New we'll Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta, etc. I mean, you've you've got enough contenders. The NFC still model, and Aaron Rodgers is back. Well, you got uh, you guys both. Uh, to me, you guys both made very similar points, but in the in the skew of things, I think everyone talking about how the Rams are so good, they're the team to beat. I think uh, Dan's got the uh, got the. All edge. right, he gets the gets the job. You know, the, the, there's the Vikings. There's yeah. well, I mean, the know, other argument the Patriots, is the Eagles. Is I got to see what Wade Phillips is able to do with this cast of characters. This is like Suicide Squad. We brought in a bunch of guys from different components. We have no idea how the hell they're going to work together. The point of the Eagles that needs to be made as well is this is a team that won the Super Bowl and is getting their quarterback and left tackle back next season. So, so I mean, when you think about, oh, geez, yeah, could they, things are looking up in Philadelphia. There's there's that as well. I mean, we don't know necessarily if Carson Wentz is going to be ready for, for week one, but the fact is that's how good they were that they could win without two of the, mo- the starters and really good starters at two of the most important positions there are in the game. Yeah, and even if he's not back, that backup guy seemed to do pretty well. So unless you swing some crazy – draft day deal to send Foles away, you're you're in no worse position than you were when he was called into action this past year. I just think for the Rams, it's a great headline. And certainly us being here in Los Angeles, we've probably heard it a lot more. And nationally, it's it's a big story, especially when you have the swirling winds about 
whatever Odell Beckham Jr. is going to end up doing. Is he still a giant? Does he get dealt? Rob Gronkowski, does he retire? Does he stay a Patriot? All the reports of you know malcontentedness. How many times did he go on social media to talk about happiness after teammates had left? And then he and Shaq had a great dance-off last week. I don't know if you saw that, Dan. I did that, was, not. That, that was next level. Uh, we'll have to play that in the break. We get the club music going again, Sam. But, you know, for, for the Rams, it's an interesting experiment with what they've put together on defense. Like, offense is where, we're, where it was last year. But now you look at all this collection of characters, it, it makes for a very interesting dynamic and makes them a talking point, which is two years ago, all we were doing was mocking Jeff Fisher. Now we're immediately going from they had a great year. Todd Gurley's rejuvenated. You bolstered the offensive line, made a lot of good moves in McVay's first year. Now you're pushing all in towards the center of the table. It doesn't work quite so cleanly year after year. We see that all the time where last year they didn't have anything really go wrong. Those guys all stayed healthy. Mm -hmm. And in football, that usually doesn't happen two years in a row. Well, what I find interesting in – you brought up the 49ers odds as you look at the NFC and just specifically that NFC West is, heck, a couple of years ago, and it, and it wasn't his fault, maybe we were mocking Chip Kelly and we were we yeah. were mocking Jim Tom Sula and what the 49ers have done. And then, heck, we were mocking the 49ers for half of last year, even though they were playing hard and they were, they were in games, whether Brian Hoyer or C.J. Beathard was the quarterback, and then all of a sudden Jimmy Garoppolo comes in and absolutely everything changes. And you go back 365 days from now to think that that franchise would be in the spot that it is. I mean, they were holding the second pick in the draft at this time a year ago, and you're thinking, okay, is it a quarterback? What are they going to do at two? How do you set this up? What about Kirk Cousins? And now not only are they set, but as you said, 12-1, to the same as the Rams. That's amazing to me. Awful That's, lot of love for yeah. the the Shanahan bunch as you go through and and people. I, Jimmy Garoppolo played well at at parts. There's there's still some things I want to see round out playing quote meaningful football. We've had those discussions all along, but I am excited that Marquise Goodwin was the latest to be able to look back at the Buffalo Bills and say, "I could, I told you I could catch <laughs> for a couple <laughs> years. I told you that I was more than a sprinter." Get in line, Robert Woods, uh, even even Sammy Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> for, for exactly. that matter. It is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Bayer. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. You can reach us on Twitter. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. Mike, they can get you at. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Come you, on in. And you can always find this show on the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM Channel 83, and also on iTunes. If you miss it, just subscribe to Fox Sports Radio Weekends and download the show Every single week, Loyola's luck ran out in the Final Four. But what are the chances that team could be back in the same spot next season? We'll answer that question next year on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's by Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. Glad to have you with us on this Easter morning. A happy Easter to you. And also, just be aware, April Fool's today. Got to keep the eye open. As Mike said, if, what is what is he saying? If you, if you look around the room and don't see the fool... You are the fool. All right. That, fool. that is advice to live by. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Mike, where can they get find you Find me at? over at Swollen Dome. We're brought to you by Geico. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. The national championship 
Game is set for Monday night in San Antonio. Villanova takes on Michigan to look back at last night's national semifinals and to even look ahead to tomorrow. Joining us covering best college basketball and a whole lot more for CBSSports.com. Jerry Palm joins us here on Fox Sports Sunday. Hey, good morning, Jerry. Thanks so much for taking the time today. Oh, no problem. Good morning. Good let's, morning. Let's, uh, let's start on the Loyola side of things because it was an amazing run with what the Ramblers did. Looking back now, two to three weeks, is this truly an 11 seed? Did the committee get that right after we saw this run that they ended up going on? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of season that they had. You know, they, they turned it into a great tournament, but, uh, you know, this is a team that doesn't make the NCAA tournament if they don't win their conference. Um, they ended up being the highest seeded of the one bid league teams, uh, which they also earned, but uh, they were uh, a team that w- was fortunate to get there, I suppose. Well, I don't know. They earned it certainly in their league, uh, but really took advantage of it. Jerry, that's been one of the, the big angles as the tournament has rolled on the number of columns about the the process and, and the just the bracketology and how it needs to change because of this story. It's like, no, no, there's still the whole question of scheduling and, and strength of schedule and all that that goes in. I know mid-majors is the pejorative term used uh, at this point, but that there's still that gap of trying to figure out exactly what you have when you play the schedule. Some of these teams do, and this became the rallying cry of, we need more of these. Like, well, no, we, I, I, in my opinion, we don't. What say you? Well, I mean, you still ultimately have to earn it in the regular season. I mean, you don't earn selection in the tournament, you know, or by what you did in the tournament. Right. You don't justify selection by what you did in the tournament. Uh, there are teams that got left out that could possibly have been done, or at least were good enough to have done what Loyola did if they had gotten in and gotten the right draw. You know, Loyola, I mean, I'm not trying to diminish what Loyola did because, sure. I mean, it's a terrific run, but the difference between Loyola and Oklahoma State or Penn State or whatever, in terms of quality, not much. You know, it's just, you know, they got in, they took advantage of it, but this doesn't change the future for teams like Loyola. It doesn't justify or, you know, validate or invalidate their selection or seeding in this tournament. That's not how it works. You're judged by what you do in the regular season, and if you want to make the NCAA tournament, uh, you're going to have to schedule and beat some good teams. And, and uh, it's hard, hard for teams like Loyola to do that. I mean, I understand the politics of all of that. It's really, and that might even be finances more than it's politics, but, you know, that's still how it gets done. Jerry Palm joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Beyer. Find Jerry on Twitter at JPPalmCBS. I know this may sound crazy, but I think it was crazy in 2010 if we would have asked this question with Butler, and what do you know, they returned to the national title game the next year. Does Loyola of Chicago at least have pieces where maybe you could see success next year for the Ramblers in the tournament, even after this year? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they lose some guys. Uh, Ingram graduates. Richardson graduates. Uh, They'll move on, but their best players, Clayton Custer, and he's back for a senior year. Uh, Their freshman center, Krautwig, is back, and and he's going to dominate in the Missouri Valley. He's got... You know, for a young man, uh, he's already got a lot of really good moves at the basket. If he gets the ball deep, it's hard to keep him from scoring. So uh, just those two guys alone, 
uh, with the other pieces that returned. I mean, that's a good inside-outside combination. They have a chance to win the Missouri Valley again next year. Jerry, also on the other side of the bracket, we see Villanova, 18 three-pointers. Over the course of the year, you know, 13 makes per game, 32 attempts. Type of pace that should mean that Jay Wright, so long as he wants him, he'll be able to recruit guys that have been influenced by the Steph Curry revolution. Well, sure. Uh, but also, you should better learn how to play defense because that's a really good defensive team, right. too. Sure. Um, you know, it's, and it's not all – I mean, they, you're sure they shoot the three, uh, but – they're also more balanced than that. They'll play, though, five guys that can shoot the three. Even their bigs can shoot the three. Uh, and actually, Michigan's a similar team uh, but in that regard. But you're right. I mean, if you want to shoot three-pointers, Villanova's a good place to go. Jerry Palm joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday, covering college basketball, college football, and a whole lot more for CBSSports.com. This Michigan team has been hot. Um, is this a great Michigan team? That's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, um, they, they really struggled against Loyola the first 30 mm-hmm. minutes of the game. They could not shoot uh, at all, but forced bad shots. I mean, part of it was their own doing, part of it was good defense. Um, but, you know, they're, they're a difficult team to defend because, uh, like Villanova, their bigs can go out and shoot the three. Mo, Mo Wagner had a fantastic game against Loyola. He was a matchup nightmare for them. Um, but, uh, you know, they're they're John Beeline's best defensive team, and that's why they're here. You know, because even when the shots aren't falling, they can still stay in the game because they play such good defense. Villanova is is a similar team with better players. I mean, Michigan's players are good. Villanova's players are better. Um, they're actually bigger and stronger than what Michigan can bring. So I think it's uh, you know it's Villanova's game to lose. But Michigan, you know, Michigan's good enough to hang around and, and maybe surprise them. What's the biggest takeaway from this tournament for you, Jerry, how they play out each and every year, you know, your expectations coming in to where we're at now? Well, it was, we had a chaotic regular season. You know, we had two or three top ten teams losing virtually every week, uh, oftentimes to unranked teams. In fact, I think we had a record number of AP top ten teams lose to unranked teams this season. And that record was set by mid-February. Uh, and then we had a tournament that was like that. You know, we had a, one region blow up completely, another region blow up nearly. Michigan has made it to the championship game without playing a team seated fifth or higher in their region. That's remarkable. Absolutely. But, but their region wasn't the one that blew up the worst. It was Loyola's, where, you know, you had a 16-B to 1, and a region with no, uh, none of the top four seeds even making the Sweet 16. So... That's the kind of a regular season we had. That's the kind of a tournament we had. We'll remember it for Loyola as much as anything, uh, just not only for their remarkable run, uh, but for their 98-year-old nun, Sister Jean, who was uh, really the star of the tournament. And uh, um, it's uh, you know just another, another special NCAA tournament in its own way. Jerry Palm joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday. Jerry, you're talking to two Big Ten guys as well, but I want to know – What's it like to be a Purdue fan? Just for the simple fact of, I tweeted this when they were ousted from Texas Tech, that it's one of the storylines that I think ends up getting, it's not talked about, but the close calls of Gene Cady and the close calls of Matt Painter and what could have been. Describe to us what life is like for a Purdue basketball fan. Well, uh, 
I think that Isaac Haas being thrown to the ground and breaking his elbow should be part of the one shining moment video. Um, <laughs> be- because that's, that's basically how Purdue shining moments go. You know, yeah. we get a team that's good enough to get to the final four and then they, they're not healthy when the time comes to make that run. And it happened this year. It happened with Robbie Hummel. It even happened with Glenn Robinson. Uh, after that, that huge game against Kansas in the Sweet 16, he hurts his back, and it, he plays against Duke, but he's not the same. And, you know, Glenn Robinson not the same means, you know, another another try, and, you know, and another miss because we're not 100%. It would be nice to have a team that's good enough to potentially make that run, stay healthy long enough to see if they can do it. Are are they? Is it a fan base that is like what's going to go wrong next? Uh, you, when we get a team that 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 is this good, you do kind of wonder when the other shoe is going to drop. You know, <laughs> who's gonna, you wonder who's going to get hurt. I got to be honest, though, Jerry. I want to see the documentary on the students that they assembled to try to get something together to, for the <laughs> oh, elbow, yeah. right? The forty-eight the hours of hey, for thirty on the uh, on the Purdue engineers. Yes, uh, it was. Uh, there is uh, actually the. Um, the school did put out a, I don't know, like a three or four minute video, you know, interviewing the faculty member and talking about the work that they did to do that. <laughs> it, it was never going to work because it wasn't going to fix a broken elbow, but you got, you got to like the effort. And that's, that's really one of the most produced things ever that that kind of a thing would <laughs> take place. <laughs> Jerry, we appreciate the time as always and uh, enjoy the national championship game tomorrow. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it, Jerry. Jerry Palm of CBSSports.com. Find him on Twitter at JP Palm CBS. And I had to ask the Purdue thing, not only because we are Big Ten guys, but for the simple fact there are a lot of, I don't want to say miserable fan bases. Yeah. There's some miserable fan bases in sports, but Purdue is a fan base that is not as popular, but you think of, and he mentioned. Glenn Robinson, 1994. Remember that well. Seed. I mean, yeah. that, that was the heyday. I mean, yep. for some of those big scores, those big names getting that the push, and he eventually ends up on the Bucks. So you you yeah. get him, but the the fact that I just remember how dominant he was in the end, and and just go on down the line. Because what would we be talking about with the Big Ten? I mean, MSNBC even on a graphic put up that Michigan State was in the Final Four <laughs> against Villanova. <laughs> That that's how oh. I mean that, that that's that's how it, that things work here. But the the question this entire run has been how good was the Big Ten all through the season, mm-hmm. right? Cannibalism, whatever. But then Izzo and company, Michigan State. We asked all the experts, anybody that came on covering college basketball, because I didn't think that they were dominant. Beeline's put together a, a great squad and had a great run. But as Jerry pointed out, no wins over seeds fifth or better. Yep. It's a very rare, rarefied air and, and road that they've been able to travel. Hey, you still got to win the games. And you had to g- overcome a divine power in Sister Jean. I think Jalen Rose's grandma had everything to do with it, though. I feel bad for the Houston Cougars. The Cougars? Who, yeah, because they were they had their shot. to knocking <laughs> That's off it. Michigan. And, and now you have to see him, and you kind of just relive that moment over and over again. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Villanova's playing for their second national championship in just three years, but this may be the start, just the start, of their dominance. We'll explain why after Isaac Lohenkron gives us the latest of what's happening. Good morning, Isaac. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Michael. Yeah, Indeed, last night in San Antonio, boy, were the Nets sizzling as the Wildcats made a Final Four record 18 three-pointers and a 95-79 win over Kansas. Villanova head coach Jay Wright, gracious in victory. I feel bad for 
Kansas, they're a great team. We just made every shot. That happens sometimes, but you can't you can't depend on that. And um, we're just fortunate it happened to us tonight. You know, we shoot them up and we sleep in the streets. Sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. This was just one of those nights everything went in. Meanwhile, the most gracious tweet of the night came from the Lawrence, Kansas Police Department, which tweeted, quote, We've deployed our officers out to Massachusetts Street. Roughly one officer for every three-pointer Nova has hit, so about 200, unquote. Villanova will face Michigan in the national championship game after the Wolverines rallied for a 69-57 win over Loyola of Chicago, bringing an end to a magical run for the Ramblers and head coach Porter Moser. It's very hard to end it, but there's no end. Like I told these guys, I said, you know, we're going to be connected for life. I tell them the recruiting process. You're not making a four-year commitment to Loyola and playing for us. You're making a lifetime relationship. Finally, in the NBA, Golden State Warriors guard Patrick McCaw was taken off the court in a stretcher after a fall in last night's win at Sacramento. Chris Haynes reported McCaw experienced numbness upon landing but has since regained sensation in his leg. The Warriors say chest x-rays and a CT scan were clear and that McCaw will undergo an MRI at a to-be-determined time. Dan and Michael, back to you. Thank you very much, Isaac. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So Villanova National Championship in 2016. Uh, Number one overall seed, I believe, last year in the NCAA tournament. And then they get ousted by Wisconsin in the second round. So their tournament ended early. But now back in the national title game in 2018 and... The favorites tomorrow against Michigan. And Biggest not, favorite since 2010. Yeah, and that was a Duke-Butler matchup in Indianapolis. But really, Mike, first things first with Jay Wright. When you look at the landscape of college basketball and you look at the landscape of college coaches, if Jay Wright wins on Monday night, he will be. And this, this blew my mind, but then when you think about it, you say, okay, that, may, that I guess – that makes a lot of sense. He would be one of three coaches in all of college basketball that are active right now with multiple national championships. I thought, you know, as you, as you look back and you think, okay, there's got to at least be five or maybe maybe four. But to think that it is, it's only Mike Krzyzewski and Roy Williams. That's it. That that that's of multiple national championships. Billy Donovan, coaching in the NBA, has a couple with the Florida Gators. Rick Pitino, who won't go watch yep. horse racing. He's so mad over his <laughs> yes. fire. He's, he's, he's not there anymore. But now when you start to think about, okay, coaches in, in college basketball, for whatever reason, Jay Wright is now shot up. And when you look like at the broad scheme of things, to put him in and that number three spot, they had a Final Four appearance in 2009, fully deserved. Just whether it be the Patino situation and attrition and maybe some veteran coaches, you know, Jim Beheim has had great success at Syracuse, but... But he's got one in 40 years. Yes, yeah. One in 40 years, and tell me all you want about the recruiting class. This is right for you, Smith, because I know you're listening. Uh, my partner, Jason Smith, the <laughs> Syracuse alum. Uh, you, know, you, you needed a, a phenomenal run out of Carmelo Anthony for his one run with them, And otherwise, it's... They've had some good runs and unexpected runs, but haven't finished. With with Wright, what's interesting is you you look at the last five years, right? 29 wins or more each of those seasons. 
But you look at his NCAA finishes, round of 64, round of 32, round of 32 championship, round of 32, and now potentially another championship. It's, it's just an interesting thing because they've been so dominant during the regular season. Yes. And it owes to that one shining moment, the wrong matchup, a cold shooting night, all those things that no matter how dominant you were for 35, 36 games, it can punch you in the face in a minute. This is just the fifth time in tournament history that a team has won every single game by double digits. And when Jerry Palm mentioned Michigan's run, Villanova's had to deal with Colin Sexton in Alabama mm-hmm. I mean, in the second round, a West Virginia team that many people felt, okay, was primed for an upset, a Texas Tech team that was a top 10 team all season long, and now you go through a Kansas team that was the number one seed in their region. That road... Very, very formidable. So when you see what they're doing to the level of competition that they're they're going against, and heck, even when we're comparing coaches to bring Bill Self in, who has a national championship as well, he's got three Final Fours under his belt and just one championship. Jay Wright with a championship, I think, would surpass him with the with the multiple. And then you look at this, Mike, and you look at the dominance. Heck, I don't know, six years ago, seven years ago, when you had Connecticut on top of its game, when you had uh, Syracuse in the Big East, when you had the old Big East, I guess for that matter, being competitive, there was a lot of competition. But now Syracuse has moved to the ACC. UConn has fallen off the map. You don't really have a school in, in Boston College that's that's challenging anything. And the same with New York right. City with Seton Hall or St. John's. You look East Coast, or, you know, the the upper part of the East Coast, it's pure dot. Like Villanova could get any kid that they want right now just because they're the premier product. You even just go a little bit south. You go to Maryland. Georgetown isn't great. Maryland's now in a different conference. They're playing in the Big Ten. That can affect things. You've also got now a, a, a fertile recruiting ground to bring in any top player that you want in that entire area. And there's no one that can match you with success. And then you look at that Big East conference, and it's right. no disrespect, but Xavier had a, a a great team this year, but there's going to be guys moving on. Chris right. Mack is left. He's Creighton's, already left. Yeah, yeah. There's. I just think that it's it's there for Villanova to continue this, even with the pieces. I mean, they only put you know really six or seven guys, but when you look at what you look at college basketball, you look at the landscape, you look at how conference has changed. Villanova's really got an opportunity to take advantage over the next five years. Well, and style of play, right? When, we, oh, when you're yeah. talking about going into recruits' homes and, and convincing them of your program, it's like, look, we shoot 32 three-pointers a night. That's what we're <laughs> doing right now. That's the type of offense we're running. You come here, you can shoot, you're going to have that opportunity too. You're going to be able to to be one of those guys to fill up a box score, and you're going to get your moment in oh, the sun. Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, you look at the rest of that, that conference, the – Perennial dumpster fire now that is DePaul, a once, you know, proud program all those years ago. Still, St. John's, as much as they had a couple of big wins, they were terrible overall. You, you just go through the the chambers here and you look at what Jay Wright's been able to build, to build over these years. Mm-hmm. And assuming he doesn't want to move on to, to quote, greener pastures, he's happy there. You, you've built a reputation for your style of play. And, and Jerry brings up the point of playing defense. That's great. But if I'm selling a kid saying, hey, you're going to come here and you're going to commit the defense, that's only getting me so far. Yep. Look at what we do offensively. On any given night, we've got 15 to 20 point scores all around 
our, our starting five. You can be one of those guys, and we're going to be in prime position to make a run and have a big seed every year for the tournament. I think it's an easy selling point, especially when you're also looking at Roy Williams and Mike Krzyzewski. If we're going to go there, the road is almost done yeah. for both of yeah. those guys. Yep. And so you you are the guy now on the recruiting trails. You you become the dean. Yeah, and it's funny on how it's just because there you mentioned some of the, the early exits that Villanova has had as of late. There were times like when Kyle Lowry and Randy Foy were there. They mm-hmm. were also supposed to be pretty good and couldn't break three breakthrough it was finally that scotty reynolds team in 2009 one of the players on that team dante cunningham was another that broke through when they went to the final four in detroit but jay wright was just kind of like okay jay Wright. now you look at the program he's got the 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 type of style that they play the access to the kids they have and the competition that isn't around them i just think I, the going is good for the Villanova Wildcats. We got to figure out how to merchandise it, Dan. Uh, Fox Sports Sunday is brought to you by Hooters. You got to get to Hooters and try the new smoked wings. It's a whole new way to crave wings, and with all the taste and half the calories, you can eat twice as many. Hooters. I like that math, Dan. It's very good math. He's Mike <laughs> Harmon. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Even when the Golden State Warriors win, they lose. We explain next year on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. The phone number is 877-99 on Fox. It's 877-996-6369. Villanova and Michigan playing for college basketball's national championship tomorrow. But today, happy Easter. And don't be fooled on this first day of April and April Fool's Day. Yeah, be aware of all the fake Schefters and everybody out there because they're, they're going to be there, the fake Rappaports. All of those things for the NFL, because I've already seen at least three guys trying to pass off bad Odell Beckham Jr. news. So keep an eye out. There's going to be those stories. Or be the one that forwards that link to your friends. And if you're a Giants fan, say, those miserable, you know, and and I can't curse because it's Easter Sunday, Dan. So I've got to keep it clean. Yeah, live radio. As well. Well, I mean, there's some leeway, though. I mean, there's some words where there's, you know, wiggle room. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sunday morning gives you a little more pause, but you know we're, we're just we're just not going to test them on this first day. Oh, of April. come on! And and we won't <sighs> test you with any fake news, false news. Now, fake news has a whole new meaning. <laughs> as true. and there there won't be any jokes. That that's for sure. And one guy who is not a joke is our good friend Isaac Lowenkron. Thank you, Dan. Unfortunately, that depends on who you talk to. But nevertheless, <laughs> Isaac gets us caught up to date of what's happening while you were sleeping last night. What's happening on this Easter morning, Isaac? Dan and Michael, the main thing to tell you is that Chris Haynes reported that Golden State Warriors guard Patrick McCaw has regained sensation in his leg after initially experiencing numbness upon landing after being undercut by Vince Carter in a scary fall in last night's win at Sacramento. He had to be taken off the court in a stretcher. His neck immobilized. He was taken to the hospital. Warriors say chest x-rays and a CT scan were clear and he'll also undergo an MRI at a future time. We'll hear from everyone involved, but first, here's how the play itself sounded, courtesy of Tim Roy on 95.7 The Game. Back cut to McCaw, who laid it in and got undercut by Carter, and McCaw is hurt. McCaw is down and hurt. He rolled over. Oh, and Carter's beside himself. He didn't mean to do it. He caught McCaw midair, and Patrick McCaw is in pain. Now, in the immediate aftermath, listen closely, because on the Sacramento telecast, they picked up on their courtside microphones Steve Kerr, moments after this foul, very angry initially at Carter. 
You can see the reaction from Steve Kerr. Kerr saying, I'm not mad at you, I'm mad at Vince. He knows better. Kerr was commenting towards the officials at courtside, and the microphones picked it up. Here's Kerr after the game. It was it was really scary. I mean, he, you know, he was in a, a lot of pain, and it was, you know, it's a, he landed on his back, and I had to mobilize him and mo- immobilize him. It's scary stuff. I didn't see a replay. Uh, Vince felt horrible. You know, I was out there next to him. Felt, Vince felt awful. Um, and uh, Patty was in extreme pain, and you know, it's everybody, everybody felt bad. Kevin Durant asked about Carter's foul. It's an unfortunate play. I know Vince's spirit and his heart don't believe it was intentional at all. It looked like he was just caught in the middle of one to get into play and one to move out the way, and just Pat was coming so fast, and uh, it was just an unfortunate play. So I don't believe Vince. Nobody in our locker room thinks Vince did that on purpose. Finally, let's hear from Vince Carter himself. I said a prayer for him. I apologize, but it's, you know, I just wanted to say to them, you know, just, you know, it wasn't like that. And they understand it and they shared their words back. I don't play the game that way. So we've heard from all the principals involved. Now let's hear from Dan and Michael. And Dan is a Harmon foaming at the mouth as we speak about this well yeah mike's got a a pretty strong take on it so the floor is yours oh thank you sir uh i have no idea what the hell vince carter thought he was doing in this play he's beaten baseline this is going to be a dunk he's got no business going anywhere near mccaw like he's a 20-year veteran and a guy who made his living playing above the rim how how do you get yourself caught in this position? Vince Carter, I don't care how remorseful he is. Steve Kerr was absolutely right in his initial reaction. Vince Carter should know better. Vince Carter shouldn't play another game the rest of this season. He should be suspended without pay. Put that in a pot for somebody, you know, for research or whatever, for people that have injuries in this regard. Because this, every time I've watched it, I've gotten more angry as to how dumb it is for what Vince Carter did here. I don't care if he doesn't have a history of being a dirty player. You know what? This, he knows better. And to and to describe, if you haven't seen it, Vince Carter was basically playing help side defense, and the ball was put over to Patrick McCaw on the baseline. So as McCaw drives baseline, Carter comes over to try to help, but he's a step too late. So as he's in the air, essentially his right side brushes what is the hip of Patrick McCaw which seems like he, takes he, his left leg underneath and then takes him out from underneath. Yeah, he makes no play on the ball or on McCaw. He just runs through him and gets a bit of him with the, See, the that, shoulder and the hip. There's that, no reason to be there. Yeah, that's the part is is Vince Carter Vince Carter was late on defense. That that is that is not debatable. The question is where should he have gone because he was late? Should he just have allowed? Should the have stopped? Dunk? Yeah, that's the, that's but, the like issue. you're not stopping it. Like he made no play but defensively on McCall. We would, but we would have seen much more of an outcry if he went up and just tried to tomahawk Patrick McCall. I, I, I but don't if think he'd that, gone up to make a I don't play think, on the ball, I'll give him more credit. Than I think that. his passive, I think his passive actions on it won't, and I think because he's forty year old Vince Carter won't even come close to the suspension that you think he should get. Well, then, he was in then, a bad they, spot. They, they, but, no, I get that, but he made a horrible decision, and and really could have caused some significant damage. I'm glad to hear the positive reports on McCaw's health, but this is reckless. Yeah, reckless is a strong word. I, I I and I know that Steve Kerr was mad, and you see how how it is. He was caught in a bad spot. I I just don't I just don't know if he knew where he was. That that's the only thing that I think. That that's where I want to give Vince Carter the benefit of the doubt. 
Mike Harmon wants to give him the book. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Can Nova keep rolling? We'll answer that question next. It is Fox Sports Sunday on this Easter morning. A happy Easter to you, and be careful. Don't be fooled on this April Fool's Day. I think that we were fooled in college basketball. The women's Final Four, 100 times more exciting than maybe what we've got drama-wise in the men's national semifinals. Women play for it all tonight. Notre Dame taking on Mississippi State. And then tomorrow, the men's national championship puts a bow on the college basketball season. Michigan, the third seed from the West region, taking on top-seeded Villanova out of the East region. A Big East, Big Ten showdown in the great city of San Antonio. Villanova, six-and-a-half-point favorites over Michigan right now. You look at the dominance of that offense and what they did, the three-point barrage getting the headlines this morning uh, as they set the record with 18 makes, forgetting, you know, owing to their regular season. That's that's the style they play. They put up 31, 32 three-point shots a game, hit 13 on average over the course of the year for Michigan, for Beeline. It was a great second half or part of the second half. Now we have to see how, how do you stop that offense for 40 minutes or are you just praying since you've ousted Sister Jean, does the does it go now with Jalen Rose's grandmother, where the power is with her? That you know that she's got a higher power that she's working with to to offset the the chaplain of Villanova. I don't know. I think that she is the the spinoff to the really good sitcom that just doesn't fly. Oh, okay. Like that's like that's that. what it is. Like they're they're sure there's a Frasier to a Cheers, but there's also some awful awful. These spinoffs of, and so I think Sister Jean is the hit sitcom. I don't think the Jalen Rose grandma, even though she's got a couple of years on Sister Jean, will end up taking things over. One Just don't greatest. see it happening. But, but she made a bold prediction, and really, as we talk about the resurrection and Easter Sunday, uh, only appropriate for the haunting call from Jalen Rose's grandmother earlier this week. Jean, it's been a good ride. But it's over Saturday. Go blue, one hundred. Oh, geez. Well, you pick an upset, real, real big upset, three over eleven, real big upset. I, I just like the you know almost horror movie like effect as she delivers that line. That's the, all. These Michigan fans, man, I'm telling you. I don't know. They're just, they're just, oh gosh. <laughs> Raising the ire of Dan Byer. That's why I had to, had to call for it, Dan. Get, get your blood boiling on, oh, on man. Easter Sunday. This team, I asked Jerry Palm if Michigan's great. I'm not even sure if they're good. I, I honestly don't no, know. Okay. Like, it's been, their run in the Big Ten tournament that they had was legit. You beat Michigan State, you beat Purdue, you end up cutting down the nets. Sure. But the run that, Jerry even alluded to. I'm just I'm not sure they're this close to losing to Houston and being knocked out of the second round. And heck, I I even think that we talked about this, Mike. We may have talked about it on the Sunday after that you just wondered if maybe that was one of those shots that is part of that miraculous run. Sure, the succeed and proceed moment. Yeah, right? like, that the all right, well, we just have to put that in the rear view mirror. We didn't play a great game. We escape yeah. with a W, get back to work. That was the close call because then they go up against Texas A&M and throttle them. They had some trouble for a while with Florida State, but were able to pull away from the Seminoles. And even last night, maybe played their ugliest game of the tournament yeah, and still pretty. was able to to end up advancing. And that's just the, the part of it. 
we mentioned last week the poll that I put up as well about the Big Ten coaches, and Michigan fans got a hold of it saying that Beeline's the best <laughs> coach of the last 10 years, so the numbers got pretty skewed afterwards. However, I mean, it's a, it's a testament to it's a testament to the whole program that they're able to manufacture and still get a victory. And Wagner's just a matchup nightmare for so many just because there aren't great big men. And I really think now you got this Villanova team where at least if if you're Michigan now, you've got an advantage on that end of the court. And if you want, we've seen Michigan score 90 to 100 points. We've seen them score 50 points and win games. And I think that they're going to try to control what Villa, tempo tomorrow night. And with Wagner in the middle, they have an advantage there. And I think Michigan has a shot. They average 74 points per game, about 10 points lower than Villanova's per game average. Definitely just a different style in terms of how they got there. But they shot three well during the season, two at 36%. So perhaps we get something that's up and down. At least that's what we're hoping, right, that this doesn't mm-hmm. become a, a snooze fest in the large stadium and all of a sudden those outside shots aren't falling Hopefully we get the entertainment value because we certainly got it Friday night when we were watching the women's final four here, you and I, oh, yeah. uh, the Jason Smith show with, with me, uh, that we were, were watching that. We had guys running around who I don't know had seen a, a minute of women's college basketball, but the fantastic finish and the overtime. Only hope for a bit of drama tomorrow because if it's a blowout, uh, then all, all of the gains will still be talking basketball, which is great. Considering where we were coming into the tournament, we weren't talking a lot about X's and O's and things inside the arena. Most of it was in the offices and in the legal mm-hmm. and administrative side of things. I'm a believer in sports, Mike, that as a fan, you it's like gambling. You never come out of ahead. You never, you're never on the plus side. You may be for a night. Right. You may be for a few days, but in the end, it catches up with you. And- this isn't an original thought, but I feel like as a fan, you're always in the hole, at least, and mm-hmm. at best, you're even. There are times when you go on on streaks, and maybe you, you have a bad streak, but you know what? Things tend to even themselves out, and it goes vice versa. Where I'm getting with this is, is this point. You had Jalen Rose's grandma with the, the video there. The Fab Five and what Michigan put together, two national title game appearances. The fr- Their first year when they were freshmen, they were a six seed. The next year, they were a one seed. As you look at that court, you look at how popular they would they were at that time, Michigan maybe should have won a national championship. Ran into a, a juggernaut in Duke, but then lost on the, the, the timeout playing a game at North Carolina. They ended up winning the national championship. If Michigan wins, maybe that's the evening out. Because I don't, there, there is no doubt that that Fab Five team is better than this Michigan team that you've got here. But the Fab Five team wouldn't have a title, and then all of a sudden you've got this crew that's put together that could have a national title. That maybe in sports is what you could get evening out. It's yeah, an interesting run, right? You have a less than perfect team, but a coach mm-hmm. pulling the right strings at yep. the right time. I mean, they were miserable in the first half yesterday. Look at eight turnovers and twenty-two points. Yeah, scored 22 points. It was like watching, and again, not to give too many nods to my usual Monday through Friday night partner, but, you know, the Jason Smith Syracuse style of basketball where you're just going to have to grind for whatever you're going to get. And then finally shots started falling the second half. But to your point, the 
discussion of, you know, they're always get, immediately going to start calling them the greatest team in however many years in Michigan history. Like, well, yes, there was some scandal there. The, these guys were still better, and it just goes to show the one shining moment mentality, the any given Sunday kind of thing that is working in college basketball that some love, some deride, and everybody wants to figure out where the happy medium is. But this Michigan squad playing for a title uh, as a Big Ten alum, I, I, I'll take the cut of whatever revenue. I will say this, time for our time to feel old moments. Yeah. It was 25 years ago that Chris Weber called timeout. Thanks, against. Not, I don't know if it's just to the day, but it's 1993 was the year that it happened. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Let's serve up some hot takes and sausage. Mike Carmen and myself will debate a topic that has been presented to us by our executive producer, Ryan Dennis, a technical producer, Sam Kinsley, the wizard is here as well. Hello, guys. Happy Easter. Hello again. Happy Easter to you fellas. What up? A fine Easter to you fellas. I have to say, Mike, I really like the uh, the ire of buyer. I think that should be a segment. You coined that like in that. the beginning of this segment. Yeah, the I ire like of it. buyer. I like it. Yeah, it not too yeah, bad. Not too bad. By the way, I should pass this along, and I didn't even real- realize this. Sam, where could they get you on Twitter? At the Pastor Sam 30. And Ryan Dennis, who we don't follow each other, but that changes right now. Ryan, yes. where can they get you on Twitter? At Gem State Ryan. As simple as that. Let's get Ryan up to uh, the big triple digits as he's at 59 right now. And, and Sam, your number hanging in there at 264. Not too bad. Yeah, it actually went down one, but oh. we're, we're, we're ticking upwards. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so for hot takes and sauces, so Mark Cuban and the Mavericks are involved in kind of another off-the-court issue. This time it revolves around racial discrimination. In a season already filled with sexual harassment scandals, if he gets a racial discrimination suit held against him, could we see Adam Silver finding a way to force Mark Cuban out of his ownership of the Mavs? Well, long term, I think that's where you may be heading with all of this. In the interim, Mark, Adam Silver's got to do something and remove Mark Cuban from day-to-day operation. They've appointed an interim CEO. They've gone through some of those steps. But I think you've got to start looking at the the larger picture of your league, all the things that Mark Cuban was very critical about of the NFL, you know, the pigs get slaughtered and whatever that quote was all those years ago. He's now the guy looking on, on the blunt end of some pretty hefty uh, allegations of how he's run his team and the guy that perception was always he's so hand-on, and now he's trying to claim plausible deniability. Hey, I'm just the the maverick owner. You know, I'm just the guy out there. I'm the face of this, and these people really run it. It's like, you know, no, no, no. For a decade plus, going back two decades at this point, you've been the guy claiming you have your finger on the pulse of everything. So right now, you've got a lot of explaining to do, and Adam Silver needs to take him to task. Oh, there it is. Mike Harvey gets played off. My turn to talk. Mike mentioned Maverick owner, and that can be used in a lot of different ways. And You could be a Maverick owner and say a lot of things that you want and do a lot of things that you want that may not make others happy. However, if you keep your order, if you keep your building straight in the order of business in your building straight, I don't think that there's going to be as much backlash. We've heard a lot of brash owners before and have their organizations run well. There doesn't seem to be a problem with that. But when all of a sudden you're saying a bunch of things and now you're getting a 
the sexual harassment issues that you had in there. You've now got this racial discrimination suit. And sure, there there may be there may be people seeking out an, an opportunity. I'm not saying that this is or isn't, but the fact of the matter is, if more and more of these things pop up, and you continue to have an owner that speaks freely and may speak about topics that you as a league aren't happy about. Now you have to take a little deeper look. And it's not just because he's maybe saying, oh, there it is. There's the band. <laughs> I was getting to my big finish as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to my mom and my, my wife and everybody out there. This one's for you. <laughs> maybe Sam should kill my mic, you know, so then I just, I'm, I'm sitting no, there mouthing. No, just keep going. Keep, keep rambling. Well, I, I like what, I like what you guys were both saying, but you know, Mike, Mike got me all fired up with his uh, with his. Uh, we need Dennis Vince fired Carter. up. Let's go, Dennis. So, uh, let's let's crank it up. Take him to task. Take him to task. Mark Cuban, Adam Silver, get something done. Let's let's figure this out and straighten out this team. All right, you want to do your big finish? No, that's all What's right. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I think but, it's just to the, to the large degree, Dan. You just hit a point where you've got all these allegations and. There's been so much of a call, and Cuban led led the way with anything that was going on in the NFL, yet he's still being able to operate day-to-day. And I'm not calling for him to have to sell right now, but certainly there, there needs to be some action from the league office to say, hey, we're actually paying more attention to this, and we're up front about it, saying that you are going to do this some investigation. At this point, we've heard nothing from the league of whatever they're doing behind the scenes. Cuban has argued that he has nothing to do with the day-to-day operations of what happened in the media. And for those that may not have known, there is a complaint filed against, um, I, I believe, American Airlines Center. And the complaint said that there was a noose right. found, I believe, in a in a closet, maybe to a, a suite. But the suit alleges that Cuban saw the noose ended up throwing away and didn't do anything proactive about it to find out who may have put the noose somewhere and so now there is a there is a lawsuit that is the background of it if you if if you have an owner that that goes rogue amongst the other owners but still their their house is being kept in check i think you can live with that if the house isn't being kept in check then it's a bigger problem for the nba He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. The Warriors have locked up the two seed, but can they stay healthy before the start of the playoffs? We'll answer that question and a whole lot more next year on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. A happy Easter to you, and look out for those April Fool's jokes. There, right. may be a, there may be a whoopee cushion around the studios. Uh-oh. Yes, as the wizard has been, he he's been known to play some tricks even on himself. So just just beware. You should beware oh, out there, out there today as well. That was the attempt to wake himself up for the final run of his shift. Maybe <laughs> the the whoopee cushion the that he played on himself. So you can even play April Fool's jokes on yourself, can't you, Sam? The wizard cushion. The wizard cushion, very Actually, good. You know, would you guys like to hear a quick? Well, maybe some other, maybe later in the show, a quick Easter joke, <laughs> if uh, we have time. Uh, so right, well, you've ahead, already filibustered yeah, enough. Let's, let's do go, the, right, go. So, sure. if you're baking a pizza on Easter and you look in the oven, what do you say? Crust is risen. Is that that's not that borderline is, blasphemous? That, that's, <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's funny. That's. I told you, oh. Jonas Knox, he loved it. Oh, well, uh, that's. 
There you one, go. Out, one out of three ain't bad. One out of three ain't bad. <laughs> you guys bad. think that's blasphemous? Huh? Uh, no. Oh, Mike did. Okay. I just didn't think no. it was funny. No, huh? That's yeah. that's all. That's good, Dan. He's my Carmen. It. It's all right. I mean, I, Show's I over, Sam. Show's over. <laughs> Our show's not over. Sam's is for right now. The show is it over. It is Fox Goodbye. Sports Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio. Maybe Steve Kyler can save us. Gosh, it's good to talk to you again, Steve. Happy April. Happy Easter. Happy April Fools. Let's talk some hoop. How are you doing? I am well. Happy Easter to you guys too. Let's uh let let's start with what happened last night in Sacramento and the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Mike, I'm going to let Mike deal with Vince Carter, but I'm going to ask you on the Warriors' angle: Is there anything that Steve Kerr and this team can do over these final couple of weeks to survive, just to get into the playoffs? health-wise, because it seems whatever they do, something seems to go wrong, whether it be with an injury or something else. What can Steve Kerr do over these next couple of weeks before the playoffs start? Well, look, injury, especially like an injury to Pat McCall last night, I mean, how do you do, how do you prevent that? I mean, I, you just don't. So, you know, some of it is they've got to be smart. You know, some of these guys want to get back. You know, Clay Thompson wants to get back in the lineup. You know, you've got to just be measured and understand that you got six games left. You're seven games back from Houston. You are not closing that gap. You don't want to fall all the way down. I guess the good news is you can't really fall to three. So you're not playing for anything. So this is, you know, where the Quinn Cooks get a lot of minutes. This is where the, the bench guys maybe call up the kids for 10 days. You know, you do some things where you, you just try to limit the exposure but at the same time, you don't want to wrap your team in bubble wrap either because then they're not going to be ready for the opening round. And if you're not ready for the opening round, you don't want to start going six-game and seven-game series in the first and second when Houston is, is really clicking and may run through. Then you've played four or five more games in the competition when you get to the finals. So you have to be a little measured in all of it, but you can't be overreactive to it either because you know, injuries are part of the game. Well, the McCaw injury, we talked about it a little bit earlier on the show, Steve. Uh, I look at Vince Carter, I'm like giving him a pass. Everybody's like, oh, what was he going to do? It's like, you know, you're a guy that made your living above the rim. You don't go near him. Your, your help defense well, was too late. He was going to dunk on you, and you made no play on the ball. You know, but also part of it is, you know, Vince is, what, 98 this week? I mean, he's, right. he's not as quick as he was. No, but he's got to know he's got no play there. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get on Vince that that was a deliberate play. Yeah, maybe you could have played it a little differently. But again, you know, guys go up, you challenge. That's a normal basketball play. The fact that he fell the way he fell and hit the way he hit was unexpected because most of the time you can make that contact. Maybe you hit the floor. Maybe you hit your feet. You know, the fact that it became as gruesome. Uh, certainly when you hear about, you know, not being able to feel your feet and things like that, it starts to get really gruesome. But, but Vince wasn't making a dirty play. It probably wasn't a smart play. Steve Kyler joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday, covering the NBA for Basketball Insiders. Earlier this week, I was looking at the East, and as a fan of the Bucks, I'm like, all right, I don't want the Raptors. I don't think that they'd match up that great against Toronto. And then I didn't want LeBron in the first round. I'm like, you know what? Boston banged up looks pretty good. Now they beat the Jazz, and now they beat that Toronto team that I just mentioned. How is how have the Celtics been able to do this without Kyrie Irving, Marcus Smart in the pieces? And are they set up to even have success if maybe Kyrie isn't 100% once the playoffs come around? 
Well, we'll see Kyrie back. You know, they, they were talking last night that, you know, Kyrie's been around the team. They've seen him. He's starting to do things. He's not close to basketball contact or anything like that. But you're probably looking at two, maybe three more weeks for Kyrie, which means second round. So he's got to get out of the first round. You know, we all know the first round of the NBA playoffs takes a month. Sure. So they've got a chance to get Kyrie back for the second round, certainly for, you know, semi-conference, conference finals. But the one thing about Boston is, look, you know, we everybody's been critical of Danny Ainge's in, uh, unwillingness to kind of trade draft picks and trade assets. And when you look at the team, you've got, you know, certainly Terry Rozier, who was a lottery pick. You've got Jalen Brown, who was a lottery pick. You've got, you know, Jason Tatum, who was a lottery pick. Al Horford, who was an, a multi-time all-star and a heck of a coach in Brad Stevens. And if you can't win some games with that, then you didn't do a lot of things right. And then when you kind of look at guys like Aaron Baines and just some of their support guys that come in, you know, they just signed Xavier Silas to a 10-day contract, 30-point shooter, can shoot from about 40% from three. They've got a lot left. And I think we get caught up sometimes that, oh, star went down, that means team falls apart. You know, the Boston Celtics now for two years have made a ragtag bunch of guys super competitive. One, it's because everybody buys into the system. And two, Brad Stevens really understands how to game plan games, especially once he's seen you a few times. That's why I think Brad is the scariest coach in the playoffs, because once he sees what you're going to do game to game, he's pretty good at doing the chess match and making the counter move. Stay in the East. One more injury, the Joel Embiid, the fractured orbital bone in his left eye, underwent successful surgery. The team released in the statement, uh, I, as he said, I guess I now have to trust the process I've been talking about. Uh, just as everybody jumped on board this bandwagon and, and watched the success and all the jokes of, hey, they hit the over for this win total, uh, we get another big injury. Is it me and recency bias just because we're in here each night talking about it, or has this been a more injury-plagued NBA season? To your mind. A little more, a little more in that it has involved a lot more named players. But I think when you look and there's a, a great website about you know uh, you know man games missed. You know we're pretty close in terms of number of games missed. You know by players in a given season. The difference is it's been star players this year, not bench players or fourth or fifth tier players. So I, I do think at the top we've seen more injuries and certainly more impactful injuries when you think about maybe Kawhi Leonard or Jimmy Butler. You know, those have been, you know, the injuries, you know, certainly the Golden State Warriors that are going to change the outlook of, of those teams. But I do think that, you know, it, it's it's we're not that far off in terms of, of frequency, in terms of number of players, more impact players for sure. Steve Kyler joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday covering the NBA for Basketball Insiders. Last one for me, Stephen. I know we're bouncing here, there, and everywhere, but on the injury front, John Wall comes back for the Wizards. How important is that for them, and how deep do you think that team can go now that their all-star point guard is back? Well, they've got basically about six games left, and they've got to figure out how to get the magic of unselfishness, which is what happened when John Wall went down. All of a sudden, the ball started to move. Everybody started to play a little better. A lot more offense all over the board. You've got to get John Wall's ability to get downhill, and he's got to trust his teammates a lot more. And I think that's the one thing that came out of the injury is that the guys around him are good. They're really good, and they can win basketball games without somebody needing to dominate the basketball. And that's been John's problem is that he's kind of gone Kobe Bryant, and then I've got to do it all. 
And I think that's what they've got to figure out. But no question when you get, you know, an all-star caliber guard, arguably one of the quickest guys with the ball, he's become an incredible scorer. You, you, those are all things that are going to help you win games if you can involve the rest of the roster. And that's the big puzzle for Scott Brooks and the Wizards. Are they top four with him in the East? I think so. I think so. I mean, the one thing about them is you, you just, uh, they're not a unit you want to believe in. And I think it's kind of similar to Toronto. You know, Toronto isn't a team most people want to believe in because when they get to the postseason, they haven't been the same team. So they're kind of in the same boat that they're going to have to prove it to a lot of people. But I think talent wise, they're there. Certainly Brad Beal, the way he's played with John Wall out has, has been incredible. And like I said, the rest of the roster has really risen to the occasion. You know, sometimes injury creates opportunity. When the new guy comes back, can everybody stay at that level? That's going to be the big question if they can. I think they are top four. They might even be top three. Find him on Twitter at Steve Kyler NBA, covering the NBA for basketball insiders. He's Steve Kyler. We appreciate it, Steve. Great to talk to you again, and uh, let's do it again soon. Anytime, fellas. Be well. Thanks, Steve. Good stuff. Great stuff. As the NBA, the NBA, by the way, takes tomorrow off for the NCAA tournament title game the national championship they're like college hoops the floor is yours here's your day see there's that day off everybody wanted from the nba uh, players association see we scheduled one for you (laughs) sit back and relax and take on or take in villanova and michigan a day of recovery yeah yeah well for all these injured players it's one more day on the road back to health and they're uh they're recovering from sam's bad easter joke as well that is that is true (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that joke, Sam, was hop garbage. There is an oh, Easter joke for you. There, there you go. go. It is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Bayer. How did Michigan and Villanova get to the title game? Well, that's what we've got Isaac Lowenkron for as he fills us in on the latest of what's happening in sports. Yeah, Dan and Michael, for Villanova, it was making a Final Four record 18 three-pointers in a 95-79 win over Kansas. Jayhawks head coach Bill Self says it just wasn't their night. We've been in enough lead eight games and, and, and lost them, so so getting here was obviously special, and, and everything would have had to go the way Villanova played, we would have had to play a perfect basketball game in order to put ourselves in a position to win, and, you know, that obviously didn't occur. Earlier Saturday, the Michigan Wolverines brought Loyola of Chicago's magical run to an end, 69-57, to as head coach John Beeline advanced to his second national championship game. Until we went up to beat Michigan State, we weren't even nationally ranked. And now here we are playing on Monday night. NBA Golden State Warriors guard Patrick McCaw was taken off the court in a stretcher after a fall in last night's win at Sacramento. Chris Haynes reported McCaw experienced numbness upon landing but has since regained sensation in his leg. The Warriors say chest x-rays and a CT scan on McCaw were clear and he will undergo an MRI at a to-be-determined time. And finally, guys, the Raptors' loss to the Celtics last night means that the Houston Rockets have clinched the best record in the NBA for the first time in their franchise's history. Back to you. Thank you very much, Isaac. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. ProFootballTalk.com had a conversation on the pft live on friday on the status of one nfl head coach who could be on the hot seat a name you know and a brand you know and that is one dallas cowboys head coach jason garrett the 
topic of conversation, Mike, centered around the fact that if the Cowboys don't improve and don't have success into the postseason this year, that Jason Garrett could find the hot seat in Dallas and could be on his way out of town. Surprising, we've talked about Jerry Jones's loyalty, but when you take a step back and look, you almost wonder, wow, this is why wasn't it done sooner? Seven years so far in Dallas, just two playoff appearances for Jason Garrett. That's the big question of all of this, right? He's a guy that's been in the building for forever, so you've got that long-standing relationship there. But for when we look at Jerry Jones, wonder if when when the button gets pushed of the Al Davis type mentality of I've got to win now. He's 75 years old, Jerry Jones. It's been forever and a day since the Super Bowl, you know, the old glory mm-hmm. quotes that we've got in the system that Sunday morning we can't play those. But he's he's a guy that's looking at what this franchise is. Steven's doing more day-to-day as son. But when when we look at Jason Garrett, 67-53 and 53 for his career, you had that 13-3 and three season. You and I they called exactly what happened for the 2017 season with the shuffling of the offensive line and a number of other personnel moves that it didn't look like a team that had any chance of repeating. The thing that was working in their advantage is that Washington can't get out of their own way and mm-hmm. the Giants had a dismal season. Anything that could go wrong did. And, and then obviously you have the Eagles do their thing and run through. But you know, you're not even sniffing the playoffs. You still finish nine and seven, but not nearly the expect you know, the follow up to that monster twenty sixteen campaign. So you've got two two huge win winning seasons on his resume, a twelve win and a thirteen win, fourteen and sixteen respectively. Otherwise he's a five hundred coach. So it, at what point does that become a, we need to push forward? So unless you have a rebound from Dak Prescott this season, I would think Jerry Jones starts to get anxious that, that he's letting yeah. this, this run as long as it can. At some point you have to decide, and I've used this forever, is he an A to B guy or a B to C guy? He seems like an A to B guy that got it set up and you've implemented a decent offense and what have you. But I don't know that he's pushing you to the promised land. The offensive line, they still have three of the best that there are in all of football, and that is a strength that you're going to lean on. You mentioned Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, and you mentioned Jerry Jones's age. It's been talked about as well. At some point, you're probably going to have to pay Ezekiel Elliott once he comes off of that rookie deal in a couple sure. of years. There's going to be money put there. You're going to have to figure out if Dak Prescott is your quarterback of the future. And What's Des Bryant? Well, well, yeah, and, and quickly just about yeah. uh, about Dak, the fact of the matter is is it's crazy to think that we are still having these questions, but when you see the Cowboys not be able to take the steps without Ezekiel Elliott, then there were more questions about Dak. And for as great as everything went through the rookie year, we're now two years in, and I think there's still a lot of questions about him and if mm-hmm. there's a change going to be made. And you mentioned Des Bryant. They don't have anything on the outside. I, I mean – Jason Winton's going to be in his 16th season. Des Bryant is turning 30 years old. You just brought in Alan Hearns. Terrence Williams can't stay healthy. You have Cole Beasley. I mean, yeah. Cole Beasley and Noah Brown are like your 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 future on the outside, and like that's something to me that I think I don't want to say needs to be addressed because I don't think that there's any there's not value. You've got to find diamonds in the rough that can that can complement what you want to do running the ball and paying Des a lot of money. And just having Jason Witten 
be there catching the ball and then being tackled immediately. <laughs> it, there's there's got to be something different in the in, in the passing game, and I think they've got to get younger and more explosive in those areas, which w- also wouldn't cost them a lot of money. Well, it's funny because they've taken so many shots through the year in the draft or trying to sign guys off the scrap heap to help that receiving core, and most of them have been horrible miss, mm-hmm. misfirings by the front office. So now you look at where this team heads. Des Bryant talking about dedication to the game. So you weren't doing this in previous offseason? So how do I trust anybody that's running running the ship yeah. if they haven't been able to convince him that he needs to work on his craft? <laughs> right. And that now he's suddenly going to be the guy. Uh, one note, because it is April Fool's Day, you know, our, our public service announcement, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. has not been traded for Des Bryant. Oh, fake. That's making the rounds a lot on social media. <laughs> fake tweets. Yeah. We all, you also noticed earlier the the acronym or, or the title of the Sports Center yeah. morning show. S C A M spells out scam. <laughs> and so it's it's pretty amazing when you see the graphics. I don't know if you've got did you grab a screen? I grab did. I, I did. Okay. I'll send that out. Find it on Twitter <laughs> at Swollen Dome. I'm Dan Beyer at Dan Beyer on Fox. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance. With Geico, go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. For me, it's the greatest week of the year. Get your green jackets ready. We'll tell you why next here on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. That's Mike Harmon. On this Easter Sunday, a happy Easter to you and... Happy April Fools? I don't know. Is that what you even say? Happy? Would you just say, hey, hey, a Fool's Day to you, Mike Harmon? Just keep your head on a swivel. That's all I can say. The uh, the uh, This time of the show provides us with uh, a lot of fun. And as the lonesome kicker tweets in, he knows what time it is. Yes, find us on Twitter. Yeah. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Get Mike at Swollen Dome as we play the feud a special, special Easter edition of the feud. I said it's my favorite week in sports. The Masters starts tomorrow. Masters week. So we have got a Masters-themed question. Are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. Mike Carmen, Sam Kinsley, Ryan Dennis, and Isaac Lohenkron make up the Fox family top 11 answers on the board, and it's actually the only 11. The nationality of all Masters champions. All right, this is what we want to know. There are there the Masters champions have come from eleven countries. We want to know those countries. You get three strikes, a pass, and a new one today because of the eleven answers. And because it's golf, we are calling it the Mulligan. And the Mulligan will sound like this. That means if you get one wrong, you can use the mulligan to guess again, but you can only use it once, and once one person uses it, the family can't use it again. You guys are all on the same page? Yeah, let's get it on. All right, Man, let's, let's go. go Let's go to Mike Harmon first out of the gate. Top 11 answers on the board. The nationalities of, of Masters winners at Augusta National. Just tell us the country that they're from. The country that they're yes. from. Uh, I'll start with Ireland. Ireland. Oh, an Irish winner of the Masters. Show me Ireland. No. I lose right off the jump. By the way, by the way, it should be noted, 
Great Britain, UK, be more specific. Okay, be more specific in that route. Let's go to Ryan Dennis, our executive producer. I'm going to go with Spain. Spain. All right. Show me Espanol. All right. Actually, it would be Espana. You can tell I didn't even, I don't speak Spanish, but there we go. Corrections and retractions. You got it in, Dan. Five total Masters champions. Three players. Jose Maria Lothabel, Seve Ballesteros, and last year's winner, Sergio Garcia. Let's go over to Sam Kinsley. Mulligan and pass still available. Yes, I think I'll go with Zach Johnson of Iowa, USA. USA. (laughs) All right. Zach Johnson. Does he bring home these stars and stripes? There he is. There you go. By the way, 59 Masters. Yes, 36 Americans have won. Yeah, there's 59 titles. Far and away the number one answer. Let's go over to Isaac Lowenkron. This is my only one that is not a stone-cold guess, but just because of Gary Player, would it be South Africa? South Africa. Nice. Let's see. Is it South Africa? Nice. That's my South African accent. Trying to be like a Louis Oosthuizen who came close to winning the Masters, lost to the playoff to Bubba Watson. But, yes, not only Gary Player, Charles Schwartzel. And Trevor Immelman representing South Africa. South Africa off the board. Five masters in all, as I mentioned, those three players. Back over to Mike Harmon. Good old Chuck Schwartzel. Hey, you know what? Fox Sports Sunday is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. You can switch to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. All right, let's dig a little bit deeper. Let's go to uh, our Canadian brethren. Oh, Let's see. Is this a good call or is it left out in the cold? Ah, Mike Weir, the lefty. Yes, Mike Weir winning the Masters in 2003, the only Canadian to do so. Let's go over to Ryan Dennis. This one, I'm going a little bit out on a limb, but uh, New Zealand. New Zealand. Oh, Frank Nabilo, um, Danny Lee, a current player. Show me New Zealand. No! Oh, a lot of drama there. There was a also, long pause. Also, Old Zealand. Not uh, <laughs> not on the list. Two strikes. A pass is still available, as is the boomerang. Or, excuse me, the mulligan. I don't know why I called it the boomerang. I like the boomerang. Let's go over to yeah. Sam Kinsley. Let's try their uh, neighbors to the far west. Not too far. Uh, Australia. Hey, that's where my mind was talking about the boomerang. Show me the Aussies. There you Adam go. Scott, your winner a few years back. The only Australia. Greg Norman came close so many times. All right, so far you guys have got USA, Spain, South Africa, Australia, and Canada. Six more to go as we go over to Isaac Lohenkron. All right, let's try England, England, like Great Britain, United Kingdom, like Eng- England, 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 yeah. England, England, England. Maybe, like that. maybe we'll say England, 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 England. Four <laughs> Masters championships, nice. two players: Danny Willett, Nick Faldo. Nice ah. Yes, there you go. Good job, Isaac. Back over to Mike Harmon. Oh, let's keep in the guessing game, shall we? <laughs> How about uh, Germany? Ah, uh, Zagut. Bernard Longer, yes, back to yes, two-time winner. All right, Bernard Longer, the only German to win. Four answers left. One strike, a mulligan, and a pass available. Ryan Dennis. Uh, Let's go Sweden. 
Sweden. Ooh. All right. How sweet it is. Oh. Uh. Let's go with the mulligan. Oh, Ryan Dennis has used his mulligan. He's used go. his mulligan. Here's so a spring. The, so the strike is taken off. Go ahead. Your second chance, Ryan Dennis. Uh, let's France. France. All those great you know, French golfers. Come from France. Let's, let's, let's keep our fingers crossed. Show me. Come on. France. Come on. Oh, jeez. Oh, I blew it. Oh, man. I was hoping the UK, Great Britain hint would go a lot farther you because you had it. Wales, oh, Scotland, Scotland, yes, Argentina, Angel Cabrera won. Hello, and the one, And the one that maybe was the, the smallest, Fiji, when Vijay Singh won. But 11, uh, 11 countries wow. represented with Masters that? champions. As the Masters gets underway tomorrow. It is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Can Michigan knock off Nova? We'll tell you next. A happy Easter to you and just be careful today on this April Fools. You never know who may try to pull the wool over your eyes. Also looking at the third day of Passover for those that are commemorating Passover as well. So for everybody celebrating for everybody that's just up and about and giving us a few minutes of your time on a Sunday morning, we appreciate you. Thanks for coming along for the ride. And it's it was a little different feel for me, and I'm I'm not huge into this, but you went to WrestleMania a couple of years ago. I did. And I always thought that this it was like Final Four weekend, and I'm not up on wrestling, but I was like, Jesus, WrestleMania this weekend? It's next weekend. Yeah, we'll do a full be. preview for three hours next weekend. I'm going to be fired up. Where's WrestleMania rank on the events that you've been able to attend sporting event-wise in your life? Wow. Uh, let's see. Super Bowl, Packers, Steelers would be... Same building, right? Yeah. yeah. It would be second, the 2005 Game 2 of the World Series. So the White Sox with the Canerco home run, the Pudsednik home mm-hmm. run, all of the drama... Uh, and then having to cancel a number of radio appearances because I had no voice for multiple days. <laughs> that about that about sums it up. Uh, people got a lot uh, different content for a few days on affiliates throughout the <laughs> the radio land because uh, for fantasy football that week I was in no position to talk. What's amazing on this day is we mentioned the baseball schedule. There's there's. Not every team is playing today. The Brewers, for example, are off. They'll play the Cardinals tomorrow in their home opener in Milwaukee. A dip, there's no WrestleMania. They've got the women's title game coming up later tonight. But it's kind of going to kind of be like a summer afternoon. You got a little golf. You got some baseball going on. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the big matchups that we were used to, at least throughout the uh, the afternoon, so you've got the NBA wrapping up the regular season. But I really think it's it's put on cruise control. And just kind of a kind of a nice lazy Easter Sunday for many people out there. Nice opportunity to reconnect with your family, gluttonize over some roasted meat. I'll be working on some lamb. Uh, I'll be posting photos, uh, of course, on Twitter at Swollendo. Maybe the recipe if you if you're feeling that you need the love as well. But that's really all it comes down to. You go to services, perhaps if that's part of your routine. Maybe yoga or a little bit of getting out and hitting a bucket of balls, whatever the case may be. Uh, hopefully you find a few minutes for yourself and a little moment of peace. The Jacksonville Jaguars getting into the spirit of things on this April Fool's Day. They didn't Uh-oh. fool me. Tweeting out a picture of what 
it looks like Mike, it was supposed to be an accidental tweet of their new uniforms, which would look horrendous, but you can't fool me. These are the things that you've got to keep your eye on. Yes. Look out for the fake April fools tweets that are out there. The Jacksonville Jaguars in on it on this April fool's day. Yeah. What's funny is the, the number of attempts right now, they've been pretty weak. The scams. I mean, Clipper Daryl, and this is really special for Los Angeles, but I think he's a known figure throughout NBA fans at this point. He's a guy that wears the red and blue suit mm-hmm. uh, and has been at Clipper games forever and does his you know thing. And you know, players come over and say hi. He he was on Twitter yesterday saying that he'd signed a three year deal to become a sideline guy for the Lakers by Jeannie Bus. <laughs> the first comment in the Twitter section was. Man, the Clippers are so bad they can't even tell what's on the calendar. <laughs> April <laughs> Fools is tomorrow, Darren. Very good. So, one of those kind of things, and and a lot of NFL teams also taking the opportunity oh, yes. to wish everybody a happy Easter. Yes, that that is true. By the way, the Titans. This is not an April Fools joke. Will reveal their new uniform scheme coming up on Wednesday night Ooh. in Nashville. So something to look forward to. The new look Tennessee Titans. New coach, new new unis. How about that? Yeah. Are yes. you in? As long as I I like the color scheme. I like the navy. I like the the light powder blue that if you will mm-hmm. of the Oilers and the red. I think it's a sharp color scheme and I think there's a lot of good that you can do with it. I just I and I said this this week on Fox Sports Radio. In fact, Ryan Dennis and I were talking about this. I think that the Titans are going to have, I think you're going to see a really big logo on their helmet. And I think this is from comments made by Amy Adams Strunk of what the new uniforms are going to look like. She used the term big and the Titans being, you know, larger than life. I just a guess, just a guess. I think you're going to see like a helmet that is dominated by one big logo on on the side and. We'll, we'll see. You think they partnered with Disney to bring back one of the Titans from the great Hercules movie from all those <laughs> years not, ago? I'm not sure. Maybe maybe they'll use the Remember the Titans uniform. There's a picture of Denzel on the helmet <laughs> shaking <laughs> his fist. Yeah, that'd be great. There you go. Hey, I guarantee it would be a hot seller. Sell, sell some of those helmets, right? I mean, there's some, some real estate up there to sell for movies and television advertising, too. We're coming to you live for the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Alex Tyshirt now taking over. The Big A is our technical producer as Ryan Dennis serves up our final hot takes and sausage of this Easter morning. Hello, guys. Hello, hello, hello. Well, well, for our final hot takes and sausage, I've got another NFL-related topic to Ooh, go along interesting. with. Right. Broncos president John Elway appeared on Adam Schefter's podcast this past week, and he said that he's betting that the Broncos won't know what direction they're going in the draft until draft day. With signing Case Keenum this offseason, do the Broncos need to go the QB route with their first pick, or should they go another route? I'll take this one first, and I think that the Denver Broncos do need to go quarterback with that selection. There are there are holes on that team. They're starting to be, to form more and more, Mike. But you also have to realize that there are only certain opportunities that you are going to pick that high up in the draft and only certain amount of draft classes where you can get your quarterback. Again, this isn't 
the NFL isn't anymore about drafting elite quarterbacks. You just have to have a quarterback that is good or good enough to play with what may be another strength on their team. Unfortunately, I'm not sure what the Broncos' strength is right now. We know about Von Miller. We know about Chris Harris Jr. and Bradley Roby and Brandon Marshall, but the defense isn't what it was three years ago. The offensive line continues to have problems, and they have a wide receiver core that's with Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders not getting any younger. So I'm not sure exactly what the strength of the Broncos is. I think you have to take a quarterback with this class, and when you're picking in the top five, I think Denver has to go QB. I think that's difficult. First round. Yeah, I think that's a difficult thing, Dan, is you're in no man's land. If you're John Elway, you're good, but not great. Are you competing just looking at the Chargers, looking at the Chiefs, and and what the Raiders are uh, as as John Gruden? Now cuts an all-pro punter. I can't wait to see how that works out (laughs) because it looks like that's going to be an interesting locker room to follow as we go forward. But we, we look at... The, the Broncos, and you, you mentioned you got money tied up in the wide receivers. The offensive line was horrible a year ago. Well, you're obviously not drafting an offensive lineman no matter how much you like the kid out of Notre Dame in the top five. It's That's not going to solve solve your issues, drafting a guard at that slot. Running back, you don't know. C.J. Anderson may not be back, so you got some questions there. Devontae Booker's ready, I guess, to mm-hmm. be the guy. And then defensively, You've lost a bunch of your secondary that used to be such a strength for you. So now, as you roll forward, you've got a deep quarterback draft class, so it's difficult to pass on that. And again, it's like the Giants. Everything fell properly to get you to this spot, to where it almost seems like it's fate that it's time to turn the page and draft a quarterback. And I think, as we've seen in the league overall, you don't need to have a superstar at the position, but you need someone who can get it done. And as long as you you may like Case Keenum short-term, I don't think anybody's picturing him as the long-term solution. But the question is, does John Elway want to make another stab at the quarterback position that other than the signing of Peyton Manning, as much as I love my guy Trevor Simeon, they haven't exactly hit on just yet. I'm with both of you guys. I think they got to take the guy at this point. And John Elway, like uh, like Mike was just saying, hasn't had the best history of drafting QBs so far. So let's see if we can uh, switch. You know, turn the tables around. Who's the winner? Who's the winner of the argument? Uh, let's 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 go, Dan. Yeah, there you go. Mike was pointing to me. The drama of it all. You won. <laughs> you won. I was giving you, you know, the proper credit. Because Pax- I rambled. The a bunch. Paxton Lynch era is over. That experiment is done with. He's working out with Guerrero, though. The uh, no, the, he can't become uh, Tom Brady 2.0. What the the, <laughs> the what was he 27th overall? I believe. So it's a late first round right. pick. There are there are timetables. That you have to figure out if your guy, if you're an early first round pick, maybe you get three years. But I think the Paxton Lynch experiment that they have is one that you aren't counting on anything anymore. Right. And so I think that that it's sometimes it's better to just move on and and not even think about that that being an option. If he wants to be your guy, your backup, that's fine. If you want to carry three quarterbacks and have him be inactive, however you want to proceed, you can. But Case Keenum gives him that two-year deal. If you listen, you have a team that could probably go. I don't know, five and eleven. 
guess what? If you go 5-11 and 11 in other years in the NFL, you may be picking 8th or ninth in a two-quarterback draft, so you wouldn't have the opportunity to get your guy. Now is an opportunity to get that quarterback while you're picking in the top five when you know that very likely the most that could be gone by that time are three with Cleveland owning two of those picks and not taking a quarterback. Yeah, that's the hard part as you, you're trying to – watch the chess matches being played. Still wondering how much, if any, movement is there uh, ahead of them, whether they decide they like a quarterback and want to push up a little bit higher. But looking at, at the the board and, and just the wins, losses, and you're trying to project schedules, and I know everybody's playing the guess the schedule game to try to win tickets and money and whatever else that each team is putting out there. But you know, the usual exercise when the schedule comes out of, all right, well, that's a loss, that's a win. We all do it, mm-hmm. and it, hopefully not on radio so it doesn't become bad radio, but that's a, that's a whole other thing, and that you're trying to ascertain where you're at and looking at the team as it's currently comprised, and a rookie's not, rookie quarterback's not changing those fortunes. You know, ball bounces your way once or twice the right way. What, what's your ceiling? Nine and seven, mm-hmm. eight and eight. Yep. So now you're drafting in the middle of the first round next year, and you may not like any of those quarterbacks. So potentially have to mortgage more picks, picks or a veteran or two. Now that sure. we see more trades in the NFL to go back and get the quarterback that maybe you don't like as much. I mean, this was the draft class that everybody had been waiting on for 18 months, mm-hmm. nearly two years after you know, what we saw early returns from Darnold and Rosen and now Josh Allen with his 37 on the Wonderlick and he can throw the football over a mountain. Everybody's excited. Yeah, and I think that the Baker Mayfield wild card mm-hmm. uh, has been brought in and, and unlike some, I've always, once Lamar Jackson won the Heisman, I put him in the conversation of quarterbacks that were available in this draft sure. class. For me, Absolutely. Baker Mayfield was actually the late arrival. when we, we had heard rumblings about Josh Allen and we knew about Rosen and Darnold, but yeah, when all of a sudden now you get five guys that could be first round picks, yeah, that's uh, that's something that you've got to take advantage of, and you can't just push aside. This is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Mike Carmen. Get him on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. As we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. The Loyola Ramblers were almost left out of the NCAA tournament. They made it to the Final Four. But don't expect the selection committee to change things. We'll tell you why next year on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. That's Mike Harmon. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and Sirius XM Channel 83. And if you miss it, maybe you've got Sunday duties or it's Easter Sunday or just got other stuff going on. You can find the show on iTunes. Just subscribe to Fox Sports Radio Weekends. Download the show every single week. Simple as that. Appreciate you all taking a few minutes to listen and hang out with us on a Sunday morning coming to or from services, uh, dealing with family members. Maybe you're uh, wide monitoring an Easter egg hunt and just need some other noise other than the kids going, ah, I got more chocolate. Uh, Fox Sports Sunday brought to you by Geico. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. There are things when you're a kid that you love, opening presents, one of them. As you get older, it's better to give than to receive. That Aww. that saying is very true. I have found out as well, hiding Easter eggs for an Easter egg hunt, just as thrilling as being a kid going to find them because it's the, it's okay, maybe we'll, I do it like on a tier level, Mike. Okay. 
let's say you have 12 eggs. Four, easy find. Maybe one just sitting Hiding in the in corner of side, the room. Sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Next four, moderate. Moderate places that maybe you'd look but just aren't, you know, right to you. They're just maybe hidden behind something. And then I go three difficult. One is darn near impossible. That is the one, and that would be like the golden egg, if you will. Oh, I like that. That's what you that's what you have. So if you have twelve eggs, if you have a dozen eggs, go four easy, four moderate, three difficult, one darn near impossible. I like that. You know, with my kids I always wanted it to have a, a little element of uh, learning and problem solving along the way. You know, it's up there on that shelf. How are you gonna get there? <laughs> How are you gonna figure that? Making sure there's yes. not a lot of glass and other things. You know, in 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 terms of impediments, uh, and no, I'm not saying take the physical challenge necessarily, but a little bit of thought, a little bit of process to it, and you know, maybe there's a clue in one egg leading to another mm. or something of that ilk. But yeah, make it a little more of a thought process, other than I'm just running around with a basket going mine. There, there's another level of I forgot where I put it. Don't do that one, especially that's, that's if you're using one. real eggs. That's Ooh. one that you don't want to do because. You'll find out the hard way as all of a sudden, oh, geez, that's right. I put it in the, the bookshelf or in the bookcase. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's so just go easy, that's good moderate, difficult, darn near impossible, and your egg hunt will be a success. The Loyola Ramblers journey through the NCAA tournament, much more than a success. A great run for Loyola as they were able to make it to the Final Four. Heck, led at halftime by seven over right. Michigan in last night's national semifinal game before ending up losing. So then the topic of conversation turns to, all right, now is this opening the door for other mid-majors to maybe get opportunities if they don't win their conference tournament, even though Loyola did? It shows that maybe we belong. Well, earlier on the show, we spoke with Jerry Palm of CBSSports.com, and he says... While as great as it may think may be to think that something like that could happen, when it comes to the selection committee, it won't. Oh, sure. It's, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of season that they had. You know, they, they turned it into a great tournament. But, uh, you know, this is a team that doesn't make the NCAA tournament if they don't win their conference. Um, they ended up being the highest seeded of the one-bid league teams, uh, which they also earned. But... Uh, they were uh, a team that w- was fortunate to get there, I suppose. Well, that was Jerry Palm earlier on the show, and I think there was. Do we have a little bit more of him and just breaking down as well the on 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 the schedule and how because that that's an important part to bring up as well for the simple fact of this is the Loyola team, Mike, that did play Florida this year and beat Florida mm-hmm. when they were a top five team, and. While you look at other programs in college basketball, if you've got to play a 2018 game conference schedule, you fill it out with a, you know 12 to to 14 non-conference games. Even the the top programs aren't filling it with seven right. blue bloods. There's three, maybe. There's four, maybe. You go and play in a holiday a of tournament, those classics, yeah, sure. In, in in the Bahamas or go to Hawaii and you get some some good games on neutral courts, but it's not like you're you're scheduling back to back to back to back. And when you're the Loyola Ramblers, they're, you know, they get into now you get to the conversation of maybe they're a team that just other schools don't want to play. And that's where I think it's difficult is 
uh, 10 times out of 10 when you're comparing schedules, the the haves over the have-nots are going to have more opportunities to have wins. But if you at least win your game against Florida like they did, it's got to go a little bit farther than maybe somebody being able to play five games against really good teams and going three and two. Yeah, that's that's a difficult part of this proposition and why for all those years RPI mattered or Mm -hmm. seemingly did and now we're getting into quad one and all these other things that when you're looking at the big conferences and this owes a a bit to the conversations Jason Smith and I were having during the during the evenings that became a social media sensation for us just the way it was tagged was was talking about the schedule is and trying to figure out how do you bolster if you're Loyola, you get to that because we've seen it in college football. I'm not going to schedule this team. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to get. So why would I potentially take a loss and cripple mm-hmm. my season there? You know, it's one thing if I schedule, you know, USC when they're good or Penn State or something like that. If I lose that game, most are going to say, hey, you know what? They, unless you get absolutely boat raced, they're going to say no harm, no foul. You went and you, you rose to yep. the challenge. You gave us all a gift. And it gets pushed away a little bit. With college basketball, we're not at that point yet to where those don't have a larger significance because what did we do? The nine most egregious snubs, and it always came back to one or two games that perhaps they should have won early on. And we're always going to have that disconnect because of what the conference schedules are, right? The cannibalism of the big conferences versus a Loyola-Chicago where the stumble in the conference tournament would have been everything. Mm-hmm. And and I can't argue at this point, even after a great run or Butler's runs or whatever else, that that I'm 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 okay if they'd been left out if they lost, right? So many people were writing columns and and arguing and shaking their fists all week, saying this is what's wrong with college basketball is they would have been left out. Like, well, during the regular season, you know, the ninety percent of the games they play in the conference, they're not playing anybody. Mm-hmm. It's not their fault. It's a function of the conference system as set up, and there's not not a real way to change that. But does that mean they necessarily get an invite? Because on a snowball's chance or on any given Sunday, they can go and beat the big guys, right? We're talking about Jay Wright's record and his mm-hmm. dominance the last five years. A title, potentially another title, but otherwise didn't get out of the second round Four other times. So, you know, you, you have that puncher's chance. So is it still, do we still want to see the best team run through? Is is just an appearance enough? Is that what satisfies people? I don't know. This was Jerry Palm a little bit more as well on what the committee would have to deal with if, let's just say, they wanted to consider more of mid-majors. Jerry Palm earlier today on Fox Sports Sunday. Well, I mean, you still ultimately have to earn it in the regular season. I mean, you don't earn selection in the tournament, you know, or by what you did in the tournament. Right. You don't justify selection by what you did in the tournament. Uh, there are teams that got left out that could possibly have been done, or at least were good enough to have done what Loyola did if they had gotten in and gotten the right draw. You know, Loyola, I mean, I'm not trying to diminish what Loyola did because, sure. I mean, it's a terrific run, but the difference between Loyola and Oklahoma State or Penn State or whatever in terms of quality, not much. You know, it's just, you know, they got in, they took advantage of it, but this doesn't change the future for teams like Loyola. It doesn't, 
justify or, you know, validate or invalidate their selection or seeding in this tournament. That's not how it works. You're judged by what you do in the regular season. And if you want to make the NCAA tournament, uh, you're going to have to schedule and beat some good teams. And, and uh, it was hard, hard for teams like Loyola to do that. I mean, I understand the politics of all of that. It's really, and it might even be finances more than it's politics, but, you know, that's still how it gets done. I just look at I look at a Michigan team that, as I mentioned, through the Big Ten tournament, Mike beat Michigan State, beat Purdue, and they beat Michigan State for the second time during the year. Had an opportunity right. to do so. I look at Michigan's non-conference schedule, and I'm not ripping on their schedule at all. The point being, they lost to LSU, they lost to a 13th ranked North Carolina team, they beat UCLA in overtime, and then they beat Texas by seven. And the point being is, you. You got two wins against teams that weren't ranked at that time, mm-hmm. and but you go into the conference schedule and you see a couple of wins over Michigan State and a win over Ohio State and then one over Purdue just at the end of the season on a conference tournament. They're already shot up to a three seed when they were thirteen and five. Nebraska right. was thirteen and five in the same conference and ended up not making the tournament. So, like, we want to value certain wins more and more. I think at the higher end where I think you look at that, even if it's just one game, you don't think Loyola says to themselves, you know what, we better darn, you know, we better win this game because this is the only game that we've got an opportunity to do so. That's where I think like that game ends up taking on a little bit more weight, and that's something that I think the committee the committee needs to look at. Just my two cents. Always looking to see how we can yeah. massage this. And and my, my only call is I want transparency before you walk out of the room. Right before we have the bracket, before no, don't tell me after the fact of well we didn't take this team, and here's the here's our criteria now. Mm-hmm. And this is what we used in the room. Give me give me that on a whiteboard before we go in, of how you're going to consider it because then it's not rampant speculation and we don't have giant grids of would be snubs and the reasons why. <laughs> He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Reach us on Twitter. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. Mike, they can get you at. Find me over at Swollen Dome. They have the best throwback uniforms in all of sports. You think you know who we're talking about? Oh, we'll tell you next. But first, Isaac Lohenkron gives us the latest on this Easter Sunday. Hello, Isaac. Hello, Dan and Michael. We'll throw back right now to last night in San Antonio as the Villanova Wildcats advanced to the national championship game with a 95-79 win over Kansas. And Villanova head coach Jay says, if making a Final Four record 18 three-pointers is wrong, I don't want to be right. I feel bad for <laughs> Kansas. They're a great team. We just made every shot. That happens sometimes. But you can't, you can't depend on that. And um, we're just fortunate it happened to us tonight. You know, we shoot them up and we sleep in the street. Sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. This was just one of those nights everything went in. Earlier Saturday, the Michigan Wolverines defeated Loyola of Chicago 69-57. Ramblers head coach Porter Moser reflects on a magical run. It's very hard to end it, but there's no end. Like I told these guys, I said, you know, we're going to be connected for life. I tell them the recruiting process. You're not making a four-year commitment to Loyola and playing for us. You're making a lifetime relationship. 
NBA Golden State Warriors guard Patrick McCaw was taken off the court in a stretcher after a fall in last night's win at Sacramento when he was undercut by Vince Carter. Chris Haynes reported McCaw experienced numbness upon landing but has since regained sensation in his leg. The Warriors say chest x-rays and a CT scan on McCaw were clear and he will have a forthcoming MRI. Dan and Michael, back to you. Thank you very much, Isaac. You know, the Golden State Warriors have had one of the sharper throwback uniforms that Friday night. It's the, I would say, what would you say, mid-80s? Is that the look of the the Warriors with the the circle with this the the state of California yeah. on it? It's a sharp, I think they wear it on Friday nights. I think yeah, that it's, is it's, it's appropriate right. you bring that up because Karan Butler, who will be on with Chris Maddox next, is rocking the throwback Michael Jordan jersey as he oh, walks, yeah. Perfect. walks the hall. So there you go. So throwback jerseys, obviously a big part in sports. My all-time favorite, and there's there's no doubt you will never have me change, Creamsicle Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is, this is my all-time favorite throwback uniform. But the reason I bring this up, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on what sport actually has the best throwbacks, whether it be, and we'll put the NHL in there because they'll do sure. so with winter classics or different uh, di- other events. But when you've got football, baseball, basketball, and hockey, Baseball this past weekend, in fact, last night, the Diamondbacks and Rays are celebrating their 20th anniversary of coming into Major League Baseball. So the Rays wore their Devil Ray jerseys last night. The Arizona Diamondbacks wearing their uniforms that they wore when they first came into Major League Baseball. So you have got new throwback or throwbacks that maybe we haven't seen. Arizona wore, but I don't remember the Rays going back to the Devil Rays ones as much. However, it opens up the bigger question of the sports who has the best throwback uniforms. See, I always like the merchandising angle, so now we can go buy yeah. that Devil Rays jersey, yep. I'm sure, in the yeah. team shop or, or online right now. For me, it's it's hard because the Bumblebees have now been retired. In Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. And in Chicago, those prison uniforms that they were running around with, the Bears, those 40s throwback. The oh, the, I hated things. those. I hated those. Uh, you've got the the Chargers powder blue, which is always the one that stands out. You mentioned the creamsicles. I thought I was the only one that liked that, so thanks for making me know oh. I'm not alone, Dan. Uh, <laughs> they need to ditch whatever junk they've got right now. I don't know what that is. I know it's a chrome helmet, but you've got yeah. eight other colors in your trying to put the creamsicle orange in are just atrocious. Just go back to bring back Bucko Bruce too as well, please. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go to, to baseball though, because it's I it's agree. all the stuff with my childhood, which is normally the the uniforms they're going to, right? The White Sox tried out the eighty three uniforms often. And that's the team of my youth, right? I'm nine, ten years old, Greg Luzinski, Harold Baines, Kittle, one rookie of the year, who we've had on a couple of times, fun talks. Uh, about his role with the White Sox and everything and his custom woodwork and, and all that. But it, it harkens back to that. You know, when you, you have the, the Brewers logo of the Gorman Thomas, Pete Vukovic, and all those guys era, uh, the the Astros, I mean, you go a little bit deeper for that one when you have the, the I don't even know how to describe. Everybody, I say the Astros uniforms, the, you go, oh, yeah, that one. Kind of like <laughs> the rainbow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if so, you will. So that's that's the era I'm looking at. So I think baseball wins for me. Baseball also wins for me for the simple fact of you could go jersey or hat. And okay. I love NFL jerseys, and I mentioned the the creamsicle of the Buccaneers. In, in Oilers, powder blue jersey would, would look great. You mentioned the Chargers. 
I'd love a Seahawks with the royal blue and, oh, sure. and silver and, and green. Would love something like that. But the NFL also misses. I'm not a fan of Bumblebee. I'm not a fan of the Acme Packers when they would wear their navy with the brown. Yes, I didn't yeah, think, that I think those it's so good. crazy. I, I, I like it. I didn't I like know. that. I didn't like the Bears because it was too similar but it, to what they have now, but it was just a what I felt was a cheapened look. I like how they're- Well, it looked like something you'd get a gym class. Yeah, Hand it out yeah. saying, hey, you wear those today. Yeah, and the other point is, is as much as I love the Bucko Bruce helmet of the Buccaneers or the old Pat the Patriot that you had on the previous one, I can't wear a helmet. At least with <laughs> you could. baseball. Yeah. And, and I mean, you could. Look you silly. Ch- no. Yeah, yeah. You'll be like a boss. Are you kidding me? Walking around. <laughs> we'll get you. We'll boil you a mouthpiece. Why, and you'll be ready to go. Why is he wearing a helmet? That's just Dan's look. That's that, that's him. That's 2019. But like today, for example, I'm wearing an alternate brewer's cap yeah. with the M and the B. I can wear this. If I wanted to wear a throwback baseball uniform I could the Phillies are going to bring back some of their maroon from the maroon days where they had in the 80s you mentioned the socks of all the different white socks hats that you could wear you could also wear probably 10 different hats sitting in my closet yes so and I think that the baseball gives you more variety and the the tough thing about basketball especially for me being 510 and overweight I'm not wearing a tank top like I can't I can't wear that look. I could do a T-shirt with a logo, but that's not a jersey. Like I can't wear. But if I wanted to wear a maybe a baseball jersey to a game, it's a little bit more apropos. Same thing with a football jersey. So that's why basketball is out for me. Don't have any hockey sweaters that are that are retro. Some yeah. are cool. Some aren't. But I would have to go baseball just for the versatility of you could go hat or you could go jersey. And the different combinations that we're seeing in Major League Baseball with a lot of the 80s stuff coming back, I think, puts baseball over the top. Yeah, with basketball, and, and for me, I'm now hitting a point in my life where I'm just saying, you know what, do you do you. It's going to make you happy to wear that. Just have at it, right? It's like the people being uncomfortable with what folks wear to the beach or around town. It's like, you know what, if that makes feel good, have at it. Likewise, I, I used to have the, the jersey hang up with the NBA or college buckets of, you know what, I'm, 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 a, I'm a guy who looks like a fire plug, okay, <laughs> to just put it bluntly. So they, it's not the best of looks. But by the same token, if I want to rock something on my favorite team, I, I don't feel like I, I should have the public shaming that seems to happen when it comes to basketball jerseys. You know what? You get your freak on. There are also there are there are jerseys and this actually happens in the NBA that you just you you miss or maybe like at the time you just didn't fully appreciate the the Charlotte Hornets when they first came out in their own pinstripe. Yeah, tank. it was a good look. And now it's coming back. They they've brought it back, but you think of the Larry Johnson Alonzo Morning, such a great great look, but it's a it's something that I can't where if you I can, wanted to know Dan I, I that's what I'm saying I'm I encouraging can't. you to open it up and just say you know what this is who I am I'm wearing this pinstripe jersey if I wanted a maroon Phillies cap <laughs> I could go get one if I wanted a I don't know let's just say uh curly C Chicago White Sox yeah. late 80s you know that sure. time, good good could do could do that with with ease but NBA not gonna happen but on a positive note it, it is we are at a point now where they stock Hats for for guys with bigger heads, because that used to be a big problem for me long ago. But I'll, I'll spare the shame of that. 
He's Mike Carvin. I'm Dan Bayer. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. It is Fox Sports Sunday, and on Monday, college basketball crowns a new national champion. We'll tell you who it's going to be next on Fox Sports Radio. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Bayer. One NFL player lost his pants on Rodeo Drive. That comes up in about 35 seconds or so. I've got some other stuff to get to quickly. Yeah. Happy Easter. Yes, sir. Be careful on April Fool's Day. Arizona Cardinals now getting in on it. Was not fooled, saying that they are announcing a new line of fragrances, including Humble by David Johnson. (laughs) Pursuits is the name of the fragrance by Chandler Jones and Larry Fitzgerald's, maybe fittingly enough, legend. Tell me you couldn't Larry produce and sell those, though. Yeah. Oh, no, you could. Tell me you couldn't move a couple thousand M- units. Remember Michael Jordan Cologne? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yes, I do. Oh, that was... There was nothing his name wasn't slapped on there for a while. <laughs> there was... That was something for sure. That's my Carmen. I'm Dan Bayer. You can always reach us. On Twitter, I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. Mike, they can get you at. Find me over at Swollen Dome. Let's dive into Harmon's bag of fun and find an NFL player's pants. How, How about that? that sound? Juju Smith-Schuster, one of the breakout stars of the 2017 campaign. Certainly fantasy-wise, we talked about him quite a bit. He was going to dinner, decided, hey, I'm in Beverly Hills. I'm going to go to Mastro's. Fancy place. Yeah. Pricey kind of place. Uh, but... He was wearing sweatpants, so after trying to go down the Rodeo Drive and find a shop that could sell him some pants, well, he couldn't, he couldn't find a place open, couldn't find a place to take care of him. But a photographer for TMZ was able to take care of this. <laughs> he was in jeans. Oh. So they were able to get the photographer's jeans, and it was able to get him in the door. Let's hear it. So they won't let you in because you're not wearing jeans? Yeah. You want my jeans? Yeah. hundred bucks. Right, $100, give me your jeans. <laughs> Juju, so they're not letting you in Masters because of the strict drip, uh, stri- code of dress, and you're wearing <laughs> code sweats, of dress. so you're willing to trade for $100. Yeah, I'm about six foot two. These are pretty baggy, though. They're not very good fashion. That's cool. I just need to walk in and hold okay. them up. I, I haven't charted in these once. They're, they're pretty clean. They're bleach right. stain yeah. on them, though. Yeah, it's all right. I just put them on. They're clean. All right, but yeah, I'm going to trade them for these uh, sweats for pants. I worked out three times today. <laughs> Yo, shout out to TMZ for showing a lot of love. Love you guys, man. Appreciate you know everything you guys done. Hopefully he keeps his job, because that's what we're out here to do. He gets my dirty sweatpants. He gets $100. I get the pants. I get to go in the Mastro's. I, I get to have a butter cake. and Butter cake. Okay, let's change. That's an expensive butter cake. Yeah, no question. Coming with a pair of denim. Just saying, I, I decided I needed a butter cake enough that I'm, I'm going to trade pants with the man. I, that's pretty enterprising, though. Is there any any food item that you would pay a hundred dollars for? Like that you're like, okay, no more, I can't get it, but you're like, for a hundred dollars, you can have this. Right now, I, I'd I'd pay a hundred bucks for a Pequod's pizza to be delivered to me fresh from Chicago. Sure, yeah, that's, neighborhood joint. Uh, not that's I mean, got the cheese the on the crust, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm yeah. going to Chicago a week from Tuesday. Guess <laughs> the, where one of my first stops the, is going to be? The countdown is on. Yeah, between that and the breaded steak sandwich, I'll have to explain that <laughs> another time. Maybe I'll freeze a couple of those and bring those back for the crew. Try I to think, kill me? 
You know? Just trying to show you some love, buddy. <laughs> We're brought to you by Geico. Sick. Great news. Hey, hey, don't try to force your dietary habits on us, T-shirt. Just because you're eating nothing but what? whatever, that, that black is the soul. That, that's the drink. Liquid but, sunshine, Yeah, liquid Mike. sunshine that I can't, I can't even pretend that it's not darker than coal. That's just been mine. We're brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money by switching to Geico. Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Don't put your voodoo on me. By the way, butter cake and working out three times a day, I think, cancel each other out. That that's, would do it. That's just That's me. how you get butter cake in you. Let's <laughs> parlay all the time. Yeah. Last week, we picked who would play for the NCAA title. Is there a winless team in Major League Baseball, and will there be another top five NFL trade? Rob Dosmati was our executive producer then. He made picks with me and Mike. Well, I'm going to stick with it and say there will still be no trade in the top got five. Got that right. Good job, Rob. I got Villanova and Loyola Ooh, in the final half. game, and the Angels, my Angels, will be winless. Oh, they Sister won. Jean's run ends. It's Michigan-Villanova. Good job, Mike. It's the Giants. No bum, Garner. Uh, and I'm going to say yes because I like chaos. I want to trade. Gosh, oh, I still have, so the cool. only thing I got right in my bracket was that Nova is still alive, so I'm going to go with Villanova. <laughs> I'll never pick Michigan in anything, so I'm going Loyola, <laughs> so I'll go Nova and Loyola. The Marlins aren't going to beat the Cubs at all, and sorry, no more trades until draft week. It's just the way it is. Football fans, deal with it. Oh, geez, I should have faith of the Brewers at sweeping the Padres. Instead, I went to the Northsiders. I did, but good call on the national championship game. What well, we want to know now, who wins the national championship? Who wins Wizards-Cavs on Thursday? And a week from now, we'll be preparing for the final round of the Masters. So, who's the third-round leader of the Masters? Who leads the Masters after 54 holes? Let's go to Ryan Dennis, our executive producer. All right, I think we're going to go Villanova because I need them to get that TV in our FSR league. <laughs> oh, look at oh, that. No, that for fun league, you mean. For, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, that, that fun right. Entertainment right. only. You get to sit by yourself in a chair and watch the television. That's right. Well, I, now that I liked uh, what they were saying when John Wall is coming back, I'm going to go Wizards on that one. And I think I like what I saw with Rory McIlroy. So I'm going to go Rory McIlroy. Nicely done. Villanova covers. I'm going to take the Cavaliers. And then I'm going to take Rom. I am going to continue with my not pick Michigan, and I also had Villanova winning it all, so I'll go with the Wildcats. Uh, Give me the Cavs on Thursday and kind of like a buildup. And he was so close last year at winning a green jacket. Justin Rose lost to the playoff to Sergio Garcia, plays well at Augusta. Give me Justin Rose as your 54-hole leader in Augusta. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.